welcome to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. This is The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. Well, at the moment it is just me. It's just Mon. And that is because Lyle is off and away and he is, would you believe, getting shots for his big trip to the Congo, Africa. I'm so jealous. I totally, I mean... I know I'd have to go to the doctor and get like shots as well, but I think it would be kind of worth it to go to Africa and especially go to Congo. Lyle is preaching there, uh, I think in like July. And um, so he's getting ready for his big trip. He's going to be preaching a series. And so he's abandoned me and left me to myself to do the intro today. And that's okay because you're still here and I'm still here so we can do it together. By the way, though, I just want to let you know, this is actually the delayed broadcast intro. Indeed, today's show has already happened and I was not by myself for the actual show. Lyle was with me and um, it was a great show. I have to tell you, we had a wonderful show. We had a great quiz. We had an amazing giveaway. We had a live interview with both Mal Venus and her husband, Blake. You'll remember Mal Venus from last week. We did her a week ago. Um, she had an amazing, incredible, just a really faith-affirming and uplifting interview uh, was a wonderful story she told um, all about how she you know was a single mom unexpectedly um, you know coming from a different country she's from Zimbabwe came all the way to Australia and she didn't have any money and she needed to get an education and the Lord just sustained her the whole time through a series of miracles just you know, just really assured her that she was on the right path and she was serving him and he brought her through so many miracles that she had, um, you know, stories to tell. And of course, her husband, who has an incredible background, uh, a story of, of, of abuse, of drug abuse and alcohol abuse and how um, <laughs> it was actually quite a funny story. They will recap their stories uh, later in the show. We give them two minutes to tell their stories up until when they meet each other. And then, of course, the wonderful meeting of the two and uh, how they fell in love and got married, which is a wonderful story. And I uh, so you stay tuned because you're gonna really enjoy that that interview today. And then what else did we have? Oh, we have our encounter with God. Really enjoying our series at the moment. We are looking at Matthew chapter 25. We've been looking at Matthew 24 and 25, but we're particularly looking at the parable of the talents today. Uh, so that's coming up in our show as well. We have some good news. We have some current news. It is a great show today, but it is the delayed broadcast. But do you know what? Don't stress out. You can actually jump across to the live show and it is super duper easy. All you have to do is one of two things. You can either go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au and you can just press play on the live stream. It's literally that easy. Or you can download the TuneIn app. It is an app and it is called TuneIn. And once you've downloaded that, just get the free version. Version, Don't pay for them. You can get it for free. It works just as well. When you put that up on your phone, you can look for Faith FM Australia. And uh, it doesn't have to be your phone. It can be like any sort of device that you have. And uh, you can listen to us on that live anywhere on the world, would you believe? Anyway, you can get some Wi-Fi. Just press play. You'll be just swimming along with us live. You can get the prize. You can win the giveaway. Wonderful way to listen to radio. Anyway, stay right there. We've got a great program coming right up after this song. Yeah. 
so deeply spoke His wondrous love Listening to Josh Cunningham Emmanuel here on Faith FM. Mon, yeah. Do we have a quiz today? Do you want a hard one or an easy one? Give me a hard one. Okay. I'm gonna smash it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna try and make this hard without making it impossible. <laughs> because this quiz, even though people might not realize this, is not. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on Him but also to suffer for Him. Well, that narrows it down a little bit. So if you, oh, you don't know what it is, good. It's in the New Testament. Oh, goodness me. Stop giving away clues. Like, and don't talk about this anymore because you're going to give it away, aren't you? No, I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to mention that it uses the word Christ and the word Christ is not used in the Old Testament. Well, there you go. Okay, so it's, def- it's no longer out of 66. It's a lot smaller now. If you know the answer, you can give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text me 0491-064-669. Message me on Facebook. It's Faith FM Australia. So do you know the, do you know the answer? No. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Um, today's prize is going to be a CD of your choice. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to do the raffle again. So I have about. Oh, we've got Malvina's coming in again. Have we got any more of her albums? Oh, yeah, let's give away Malvina's album. Okay, the prize is a Malvina's album. Okay. And next week we'll do the raffle one again. Fantastic. Okay, that's great, Mon. And what have you got that is positively different this morning to brighten our day? Okay, so. Um, for breakfast. You know how, like, at the end of uh, school year, the, um, the graduating students often do a big prank? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's a high school that's done a really Not good always the smartest thing to do. Yeah. Not always recommended. Sometimes yeah. these go wrong. People have died in these kinds of things. So Get very if you're going to do it, think long and hard about mm-hmm. it. Let's not create any damage. And we, we usually have, uh, there's, there's so many amazing stories that come out of this about, you know, pranks that went well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and they're always a good laugh. Um, but then, you know, you do have the ones where a bit more irresponsible. This one went so well that even the local police department, um, uh, took pictures and put it up on their on their social media um, just 
you know, congratulating these kids for doing a great prank. And uh, this is in Wisconsin, by the way. Ah, oh, there you go. My wife comes from Wisconsin. Yep. So, so anything coming out of Wisconsin must be a good thing. <laughs> well, not everything that comes out of Wisconsin is a good thing. So the uh, the students at Cumberland High School, um, they got a car, an old car, and uh, they made it look like the car had busted clean through the brick wall of the school. Um it was actually just half a car that had been picked up from a junkyard and the students had taped like black tarp to the building so there was a gaping hole in the wall and then for, you know they put like uh, bricks around it and you know <laughs> and, um, <laughs> this is cool yeah yeah and for the finish, you got a photo of this thing yeah I have a couple of photos it, look, it looks really convincing when I saw that I was like oh no there's been like a, a car drove into a school <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> and then, uh, and then on the back they've written um, you know class of 2018 we're busting out across the windows um, <laughs> so this is, did they put this car inside or outside? Well, this is the thing. It, it's, it didn't actually go through any wall. It's half a car. So it's yeah, yeah, it's half a car. But they have half a car. Outside. It's outside, outside busting yeah. in rather than inside busting out. Actually, good point. Yeah, that's true. They were busting in, not busting out. <laughs> that was a bit of a fail. Well, maybe they mean like the wall's now empty. I mean, the wall's now taken down so they can get out through the hole that the car made. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, but, yep. Um, but the thing that the police also particularly admired was that the students didn't just leave it at that because that could actually be quite a harrowing thing to see. Um, they actually used used this opportunity to draw attention to teenage drunk driving incidences. Oh, really? Yeah, so they put a banner up and they had That's info. That's great. And, uh, and, you know, they have a banner here that says um, – you know, about parents, it's the parents who lose the most when, you know, when the kids, you know, drunk driving and, and die. And so it's so relevant. Wisconsin has a terrible, terrible uh, problem with their alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. So teen drinking, they, they're, you know, shedding a light on teen drinking. And when you see the picture, it legit looks like a car has gone through, like the car's all mashed up. It, it, it looks scary. Like at first I was like, this is not a funny prank. This is a heart-wrenching prank. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, when, when you see what they're done with it, it's actually, it's actually been pretty well done. I'm, you know, hats off to these kids for doing a prank. And because apparently this prank, the, the other thing that's the – sorry, I'm getting all mumbled. The other thing that the police department liked was that nothing was damaged. There was no cost to clean anything up. There was, nobody got hurt afterwards. It got cleaned away, you know, perfectly. And um, and <laughs> they said it was the best prank they've ever seen. Yeah, that's a great – that's a really, really and, – and, and I think that should become a model for um, end-of-year pranks. Um, I think that's just a, a fantastic idea. Use it as an opportunity to do something positive for the community rather than just to get out there and be destructive. And, uh, yeah, my wife used to – when she was in high school in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. in Tomahawk, Hawk. So mm-hmm. for our international listeners, if you are listening from Tomahawk, big shout out for Tomahawk, uh, Wisconsin, Northwoods there. And she was involved in a um, anti-alcohol student group. I forget exactly what it was called. Oh, wow. But uh, maybe if she's listening, she might send me a text message and let me know what it was uh, and remind me what she, what she was involved in. But hey, maybe that was alcoholism. Alcoholism is a terrible, terrible problem in, in Wisconsin. Well, I think this is, you know, it was a great it was a great opportunity and they took it really well. And um, yeah, I, if you have a great prank story that has a happy ending, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We would love to have a listen, especially on a Friday. But uh, let me tell you about another car thing, another vehicle thing. Um, so in the UK, UPS, you know UPS, right? Mm. So they've just released um, a fleet of uh, elect- electric delivery vehicles, EVs, and um, they're aiming to have them. What is it? What they say when there's no one driving it? Self self driverless. Yeah, check out how they look. They are like the most futuristic bus slash. Well, they've vans. still got windows at the front. So yeah, it's still. It, why do you need a window at the front for if it doesn't have a driver? I don't know. Maybe like, maybe if someone needs to take over. Okay. The 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 um, organization that my wife belonged to was called SAD. S A D. That's pretty sad. I think it's students <laughs> against drink driving, something like that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I wish they'd come up with a better. Anyway, acronym. back to this story. This yeah, is a very yeah. cool story you've got happening over here. Yeah, maybe maybe they have windows so they could do dual. It'd be I think it'd be handy to have something that's you know you yeah, can both maybe. robot drive it or you can drive it yourself if you just you know inclined. But um, but these are actually uh, they're t- they're turning out to be the most um, zero, you know, um, footprint ever. 
like the lightest footprint ever in terms of vehicle. The zero tailpipe emission, it's a lightweight composite vehicle, um, has a battery range of more than 150 miles, which is about 240 Ks. They don't even have a human sitting there breathing out carbon dioxide, <laughs> breathing out plant food, I should say. Yeah, pl- <laughs> plant food. I like that. Um, so, yeah, they're aiming to have uh, this, you know, diverse alternate sort of fuel advanced technology fleet um, in the entire logistics industry. So, yeah, delivering their packages... You know, electric cars are actually, um, you know, they are good as far as longevity goes because they're not re- reliant on a uh, on non-renewable resources, mm-hmm. but they're actually harder on the environment than uh, um, uh, internal combustion cars. I've heard this. Yeah, because of the, of the processes involved in creating the batteries and then the processes involved in getting rid of the batteries once they... Uh, once they have worn out. I just think that any any form of convenience, whether you think it's zero footprint, is convenience will always create a mess. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Yeah, unfortunately. But hey, great technology, super exciting. Hope it goes really, really well. Um, I just think humans are amazing and mm-hmm. God has created us as just the most amazing creatures ever. Yeah. I still wish we um I kinda wish we still did the you know, the, the horse and cart thing. No, well, hmm. I'm not so. I'm not so convinced. I'm not so convinced. I like to be in charge of my own destiny, not have somebody else's or something else's brain in charge of my destiny. Well, I know that we talked about this earlier in the week, but I keep coming. I keep thinking about it. You know, you said that you know if we ran out of oil, all that technology would just be obsolete overnight. And I was thinking about it. You know, we would most humans would be so helpless because you know since the industrial revolution, you know, convenience has become such a way of life that we have like multiple generations of people now who don't know how to not do convenience. So if let's just say the worst came to you know the worst and oil disappeared today, tomorrow mm-hmm. anything we plugged in the wall no longer worked. We couldn't charge our phones. We couldn't, you know, nothing worked anymore. You couldn't go to Macca's and get a burger because like all the process to get that burger to Macca's no longer worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how many mm-hmm. of us wouldn't know how to start a fire to keep warm? How many of us wouldn't know how to, you know, boil water and cook without, you know, any of our appliances? It, 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 that when you said that, that really triggered me. I was thinking about <laughs> if we had to go. I'd know how to do all these things because yeah, I grew would. up in Tasmania, where yeah. um, we were actually self-sustaining. But how many people wouldn't? If we if we genuinely had to go in back, my family, that is, yeah. back a couple of hundred years, how many of us couldn't do it because yeah, we just the don't vast know? Majority would. Yeah, you'd have a mass a mass human extinction. Take yeah. Place. Event. A lot of people wouldn't even have matches in their home right now because who needs matches anymore? You just press a button now for everything that you need that, that warms. I have matches in my home. Yeah, I have matches in my home. But what do you use them for? My oil burner. But you can get electric oil burners now. You go to the supermarket, you go to the shopping center, and every like pop-up store is selling like these electric oil, um, you know, oil diffusers. So, yeah. Anyway. No worries. We're going to take a break now. We're going to listen to Carly Fletcher, Great Is Your Faithfulness. And after that, I'll be back with a rant. Oh, I love a good rant.
You're listening to Carly Fletcher there with Great Is Your Faithfulness here on Faith FM. And Mon, what's our next clue for our quiz? What book am I? Mm-hmm. Paul used this letter to thank the church for sending him money to help him in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Do you know the answer now? I know which church it was that sent him money. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to remember where he wrote it about. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the answer, give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Okay, read, read that clue again. Read that clue again. Paul used this letter to thank the church for sending him money to okay, help yeah, him yeah, in okay, the no, ministry. I know, I know what that is. Yeah. In the, did I say mystery? I meant ministry. Ministry. Help him in the ministry. Yeah, they were a generous church. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. If you have the answers, 1-800-324-843. Okay, so we have a story coming out of the Outback today. Oh, cool. The Red Centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that... Oh, let me um, just grab my right piece of um, paper here with notes on it. Did you know that the Red Centre has the worst extinction rate of anywhere in the world? Are you serious? Yeah, of native animals. Like anything that goes there dies? Um, anything that used to live there is now dead. No, not quite, but um, rapidly going that direction um, as a result of feral cats. Oh, you had me so confused because for a second there I was like, no human really goes there. Shouldn't they just be fine? But the Red Centre has lost 30 mammal species. Oh, my goodness. They've got another 10 that are de- uh, terribly threatened by extinction. And Australia leads the world as uh, the extinction centre, epicentre of the world. Because of our feral cat problem. Because of our feral cat problem. And, you know, this is something that, you know, they're comparing Australia with, you know, we've lost more than, uh, we've nearly lost one species per year since colonisation. Oh, that's terrible. And the United States has lost one species. Are you serious? Since colonisation. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm actually really embarrassed for Australia yeah. right now. And, uh, um, and, and this is primarily as a result of feral cats. And so they're doing something about this. Um, they've bought a property um, about 350 kilometres out of Alice Springs called New Haven. And they are building the world's largest cat fence. So stage one, cop this, is going to be 44 kilometres long. It's going to be made up of 35,000 fence posts, 1,600 kilometres of wire and 500 kilometres of netting. I'm so unimpressed by this. Why? Just get some guns. (laughs) You have roo shooters. Just get some cat shooters. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) and... <laughs> Thus speaks Mon the Greenie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it, the manufacture of of all that fencing material, the implementing of all that fencing material, the what it's going to do to the environment. Just, I mean, fences aren't you know that catastrophic for the environment, but it's still going to affect the change. It's going to affect other wildlife that would usually walk across that fence line. Just shoot the cats. Yeah, and, and that is a uh, it is a great thing. The pro- one of the biggest problems is that the outback is very sparsely populated, and so the opportunity for doing so is not that great. Maybe if we made some kind of incentive to get people from the city to uh, to go out there on a regular basis, then we could do something to make a, a dent in that population. And there are certain organisations that are you know definitely doing some very positive steps and working on that. How many However, native animals are going to get themselves stuck in that fence? And be dangling there yeah, and well, die you know, a very okay, painful okay, okay. death. There's this fence that's designed not for the, for that not to happen. Probably the biggest problem that you have is um, speciation taking place within the fence because the gene pool will be limited to what's inside the fence. I just think it's a bad idea. I think any way you look at this... Okay, but this has been shown to be very successful wherever it has been implemented and it has been done in other places and the wildlife has just bounced back and bloomed and there's birds and there's all kinds of animals. On both sides of the in fence? These, no, only on the inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it has been, been shown to be successful. This is just the biggest one. So there are quite a number of places around that do have um, these kinds of fences. This one, so that's stage one. Stage two is going to stretch 185 kilometres and surround 70,000 hectares of land. Wow. And so what they are wow. predicting is that the landscape itself is going to dramatically change. You know, they, they were talking about, you know, just, just your little... Um, your bitong. You should mm-hmm. look that one up. They are so cute. Bitong, okay. Yeah, I think I've got one somewhere here. Uh, let me just see. I've got a picture I think of a bitong. Oh, here he is. Here's a bitong. Here's your fluff of the oh, day. Oh, man, that is cute. Yeah. Oh, can you please put that on Facebook? That's that, adorable. I'll put the bitong up on Facebook for you. Please but, don't tell me um, that's extinct. 
He weighs about one and a half kilograms, oh. and in, in one year, he turns over seven tons of dirt. Oh, he's like a little digger. He's a little digger. That's right. Oh. Okay. Um, and so, um, turning over this kind of dirt, you can imagine what that does to the landscape. Is basically um, your, your farmer, your agriculturalist for the outback. And this is one of the species, of course, that is um, under tremendous pressure by feral cats, particularly in the outback and the damage they're doing. And so, um, yeah, they're looking, they're, they're expecting that the, not only will it be full of animals, but the actual landscape itself is going to be completely transformed by it. And, you know, we don't realise just how much damage we do to our environment uh, by allowing these kind of creatures to exist. We think, okay, it's just extinctions. It's not just extinctions. It's affecting every part of the environment. Yeah, because it's, it's like a link in a chain. Yeah, it's so a link, link in a out. chain and you've got, you know, increased... Uh, levels of you know of desert becoming more deserty. Mm-hmm. It's like that bird that went extinct, and everyone thought, okay, we're just minus one bird. But that bird was the only bird that ate a particular fruit from a tree, and its digestion, you know, when it went when it defecated and the and the seed came out, the seed was unable to grow. And without this bird di- going through digestion, going through this bird's digestion, the seeds were not able to come out of their casing and so now, now the tree was going extinct. So now humans had to come and crack open all these seed casings to get the seeds out to make the tree grow because without these birds, it was a doomed tree. Yeah. And it's like, and it's then it's then what, link. And, then, and then, okay, what kind of insects are there that are relying on, on that this tree? tree? Yeah. You know, and, the, just, and the chain goes on and on and on. It's a on. compounding problem. It's a compounding problem. Look, and I have a solution for this cat problem because, you know, it sounds nice that you have this like boon of nature if you put this fence up. But I still think that's not necessarily natural um, because you've had to put a fence up to create it. I just think if I was the president of Australia, dear listeners, this is what I would do. <laughs> the, the, One, the president or the dictator? <laughs> dictator supreme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mon the dictator. Vote one Mon for dictator yeah. supreme. No more cats would be allowed to come into the country. No more imported cat breeds, whatever, blah, 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 blah. All cats neutered. It doesn't matter. Like all, they're all getting the snip. All, all the bits taken out. Right? Mm-hmm. Cats have to be confined to indoors. If you have, you're allowed to have a pet cat. That's fine. Yeah, the, the moment it's, that a cat leaves a leaves its front porch, it's a feral cat. It's exactly. And then the last phase that I would have is that any cat caught outdoors would be put to death. And I would be hiring <laughs> shooters left, right, and center to go out in the outback, and even in the suburbs. Oh dear! This, to, okay, so to, I was going to have a rant, but this is Mon's rant this to morning. To terminate feral cats, and do you know what? I don't call me up and yell at me, but do you know what? I'm only. I I love cats. I genuinely like cats. You could bring a kitty right now, and I would just be. I put it in my jacket, and I would purr. Well, it would purr, and I would purr too. And I'd be patting it and loving it, and whatever. But I am more concerned about the Australian wildlife. You know, we have a duty as Australians to protect. We have the, the most Bible says that we were given dominion over yeah. over the land, and that means that we are given responsibility. We are we are called to be stewards mm-hmm. um, of the land that we are living on, and, and that a- means to look after it, and it means to look after the animals that are on the land. And as a traveller, I can tell you that Australia has the most unique flora and fauna I have ever seen in any oh, country. Absolutely, our stuff is so different and so amazing compared to. Any other country we should be yeah, so you go, proud. To, you go to Italy or Croatia or something like that where we were last year uh, a couple of years ago and uh, and tell me how many birds you see you yeah. just don't yeah because there are cats everywhere yeah exactly and so I just you know and the fact like what you said before you know every year since colonization we've let something go extinct compared to America has only had one species go extinct I think it was that's mammals a, species of mammals, mammals. Yeah. that's a that's an absolute shame that's a blight on you know on our record and it's so easily fixed. And the reason that we have a problem is just because we're selfish. Like, oh, I want a cat. Let's just get a cat. Oh, actually, do you know what? I don't want a cat. Let's just chuck it out. You know, it's it's human selfishness that's mm. created this – Australian selfishness that's created this problem. So give me a call and yell at me, but be prepared for me to yell right back. <laughs> uh, 1-800-FAKE-FM. Okay, that was, that was Mon's rant for the day. My <laughs> second story for this morning is a health story. Um, and this is a new study published by the uh, um, uh, Lancet Psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Um, in relationship to depression and bipolar, one of the major causes of depression and bipolar. And, of course, these are pandemics that we're facing in our world today, and you know what it is. Oh, this is 91,000 participants. So this was a big study. Ooh. You know what a major cause it is right now? What? Mobile phones. Are you serious? Yes. Looking at screens before you sleep. 
is causing sleep deprivation and then of oh. course people wake up grumpy and mm-hmm. they stay grumpy which is depression mm-hmm. or they're bipolar because they're grumpy one day you know etc etc yep. and uh, and they're saying this is one of the major problems that we're facing in our society right now don't look at your mobile phone switch it off long before you go to sleep and you will be a much happier person yep sleep deprivation is the gateway to mental health issues so take care of your sleep dear listeners turn that phone off at least two hours before you go to sleep stay right there we're going to be back with Melvina's and Blake. Listening to Audrey Sad, Spirit of the Living God, here on Faith FM. And Mon, we have some special guests here in the studio this morning. Yes, I'm so stoked because last week when you were gone, um, I had Mel Venus uh, come in on Friday with Claire and I, and we had such a great time. It was such a, a heartening, wonderful testimony. Was, yeah. 
And it, like, as soon as she left the studio, I had my phone out. I'm like, Melvina is texting her. Can you come back? <laughs> and can you bring your husband? <laughs> so guess who we have here? We have Melvina and we have Blake. Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, it's great to have you guys on the show. For those Now, Blake, we've had you here before. Melvina, you were here last week. Yes, I was. And uh, so, But for those who may have not been listening last Friday, and if you weren't listening last Friday, you need to have an excuse. But <laughs> if you weren't, um, can you in two minutes... Just share your life story up to the point because last week you sort of got up to the point where you met Blake and you said, "Hey, I met this guy and he was a, a diamond in the rough." So we have the um, <laughs> we have the we have the more polished <laughs> diamond with us this, this oh, morning. Oh yes, <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah, he look that rough. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. I should have brought a photo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your life in uh, in, in, minutes, in brief right? or That's two minutes or less. Okay, so um, yeah, my life started when I found myself as a single mom that wasn't ex- expected, and then. I was uh, struggling because I had never visa. I didn't have money to do anything. Where were you originally from? I was from. Zim- I'm from Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. That's yep. So Zimbabwe, single mother, no visa. Went to Avondale College. Was able to get into school, but the whole going to school, I was able to go through that through the Lord Himself paying for my yes. school fees. I was able to pay just. It was a, a story of, of faith. It, it was, was just faith all the way through. Faith where, all the way through. Where um, people were providing for you to have an education. Absolutely, providing for me, providing food. <laughs> I had a car that ran on on, on no faith. fuel and I called it mercy because <laughs> it was uh, it ran on the mercy of God and um you know the Lord was just there and he was and he, he was showing up every time and I was just like what is he gonna do next what is he gonna do next and he did miraculous things in my life and then all throughout that then I met that's when I met Blake okay so here you, here you, you we're talking to Belvinus who is just a uh, you know uh, somebody who's completely given her life to God she is um, living a life of faith where God is providing for her on a day by day basis not making her not making you wealthy just no, providing for just you just providing which is what he does absolutely that's what God does alright so Blake you're life in uh, in two minutes um, I'm from California originally uh, moved around a, a fair bit uh, from the mountain area and uh, then I uh, was raised in a, a awesome Christian home my parents tried really really hard uh, to be good parents and raise me the right way and I did my best to be rebellious and <laughs> do everything against their will <laughs> and uh, I got into my family, my extended family, uh, in and out of jail quite a bit, and I started running with some of my cousins and stuff, and I uh, just got into uh, selling drugs and, and alcohol and, and uh, just living a life that was all about myself, mm-hmm. all about me, mm-hmm. uh, and to a point where I, I almost got arrested. Well, I did get arrested, but then I almost got arrested big time later on, um, and I realized uh, I was really close to going to jail for a long time, and mm-hmm. I thought... I needed to do some changes. You were, you were homeless there? Uh, well, kind Malvina's calls he he says, I wouldn't oh, say I homeless. I was, I traveled. <laughs> just know of no of fixed it. address. Yeah. I didn't have an address. That's person true. Of, yeah. A person of no fixed address. Uh, That's the PC way of saying <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I didn't have a roof over my head all the time, but I always had somewhere to sleep, if that yeah, makes sense. Okay, yeah, and um, so... Uh, I was surfing a lot and doing a lot of crazy things with crazy people. And then I met this guy from Avondale College who was in America. He was a recruiter mm-hmm. from Avondale College and he was a, he was a Chinese Australian man. And I've never, I didn't know that existed in my, <laughs> my finite world. And I was like, because he was, he was talking and I was just like, wow, this, this guy looks like Bruce Lee but talks like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I was like... I was like, okay, I, I, what do you want me to do? Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. And uh, he convinced me to come down to this place called Avondale. So I, I thought it'd be a good change of scenery. I came down here, um, got in with kind of a, a, the wrong crowd. Like you're really good at doing that when you are good at doing that. And then, um, but then someone challenged me to go listen to a guy named Herb Larson who was an evangelist preaching. I had never been, and I won't say that whole exchange because it's not kosher for radio, but I wasn't very happy about going to this thing. I fought with him, uh, mm-hmm. but he, he kind of convinced me and forced me to go to this thing, and it was there uh, that I was really challenged about my beliefs, and it's there where I met um, Malvinus's son who introduced me to her. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. I want to hear this story. <laughs> How does this actually happen? Um, so we've got two people here from Opposite sides of the world, coming to Australia, yeah. meeting here in Australia. You're at this meeting, and how does Malvinus's son? 
just tell just tell us the story. So I <laughs> we we tell it very differently. Very differently. <laughs> <laughs> but I I um had convinced the the speaker to let me play a song because I was a busker, so I played okay. yeah on the streets well, when you're for homeless, money. You also have to make money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just uh, residentially challenged. Um, <laughs> but I so I was I I convinced him to let me play a song, but the song that I played was literally just all about my doubts that God didn't exist. And so afterwards, everyone was like, cricket, cricket. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, who, who let this guy? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I went to talk to you because I was like, who let this guy sing at the front? Do they listen what to, to what it was, it was a terrible song. Was like, I wouldn't say terrible. Oh, it was more honest. Song. It was honest. Song. I didn't, because at the time I was, I was, I was uh, like, I wouldn't say atheist, but I was agnostic. I just sure. didn't care. And sure. I had a lot of doubts. And so afterwards, Herb Larson really challenged and said, um, put God to the test. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up to God after this song that was that night. That was a Friday night. And I said, God, if you're real, put a Bible in my hands. Right after I prayed that prayer, uh, her son said, hey, I want to play drums with you sometime because you're so amazing at guitar, right? Okay, so so, so Malvinas and Marlon had different opinions. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, he's always been a big fan of mine. She, I'm, I'm still working on her. He was like, let's go basking. I said, do I look like a basking? Sorry. <laughs> and so... Uh, yeah. Anyway, he went and got her. She and went and brought her down. And it was after the meeting, and all the lights were still on. I was sitting in the front, yep. and she came down, and it was like, ah, you know, like glowing with the stage lights. And I yeah, was yeah. like, my first thought was, I'm going to marry this girl. And my my second thought was, hey, you you don't get married. You don't commit to any girls. What are you thinking? And my third thought was like, hey, shut up. You're going to marry this girl. <laughs> and this is what I thought when I saw him. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear this because I've heard Blake's time before. I want to hear what you when thought. When I saw him the first time, I was like, mercy, this guy needs a lord. He was rough. <laughs> he had these dreadlocks. Like, they were horrible, like, dreadlocks. Like, they were like, horrible. surfing, like, from not being watched for a long time. I was like, Where did, who, who brought this guy? And he was just, he looked rough. He yeah, looked yeah. just rough. And uh-huh. I started telling him my testimony because that's what I did with everybody. I was like, sure. well, I've got a story. I'm, so you I do have a story. My, yeah. yeah, so he's seeing something else. I was just like, this guy, man, he, leads, he needs a lord. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I start seeing him throughout the week. I'll be in the library. And he's like, oh, what are you up to? Oh, And I'll be in the cafe. Oh, can I sit with you? And, and I was like, why is this guy just... It was like a stalking. It was, yeah, but it was already, healthy. It was healthy decided. stalking. Yeah. He's like decided the moment you walked in, he decided I'm going to marry this girl. Yeah. And then he decided not to. And then three seconds later, he's like, so, yeah, no, yeah. actually well, I am. Yeah. Well, actually I went back to my roommate and I said, um, hey, you know that black chick with the kid? And because there wasn't a lot of black chicks with kids at, at the college. Sure. And I was like, hey, you know that black chick with the kid? Uh, that's my future wife. And he was like, what's her name? And I was like, uh, wife. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even know her name. Uh, but, and, and we just, I was I like totally the different reactions. You see her, I'm going to marry her. She sees him. He needs a wash. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, so I had written previous to that, I had written a letter of, like, you know, describing who I wanted. And I said, Lord, I wanted the guy who is going to love you, who's going to love my son, like he was there on. And, and he had, he, I have this person has to be in love with you, Lord. And I describe all this. So when I saw him, well, swimming, hold on, you, you missed one that I think is very offensive. He had to have a long nose and yeah. long hair. <laughs> See, he, oh, he, yeah. <laughs> I was like, my nose is not that long. And she's like, well, oh no, it fits huge, the description. I remind you. <laughs> <laughs> huge nose. Every time I'm like, oh wow, this nose is big. <laughs> and so, <laughs> oh, this story just gets better. <laughs> and so then when when I saw him, I was like, Lord, this. Person is described in my letter, but man, Lord, I thought this person was going to be a little bit cleaner than this. And then I realized the Lord says, you're going to work on the outside and I'll work on the inside. So that's why he was a diamond in the rock. And the, and the, and the, the letter too was written 18 months before we ever before met. Before we met. And, yeah. and so I it was like, was a, wow. it was a prayer journal that wow. she wrote. And it was, yeah. so obviously you must have seen something going, yes. I got to go back to that prayer journal. Yeah, you know? for sure. So. I, I fell in love with his accent. So when I kept saying, I was thinking, oh, actually I, I could work with this guy. Just close your eyes and listen. So I want to, no, you prayed the prayer about having a Bible put into your hands. Yeah. I'm hanging out the, for the story. <laughs> the very next day, someone basically bribed me to go to a, um, a music, a Christian music concert, which I was like, I'd rather watch grass grow than do something like that. But he said, I'll take you surfing afterwards. So I always tell people, if you got to get them to church, do whatever yep. you got to oh, do. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Could not agree more. So we, um, we were there. Uh, I was planning on going surfing. I'm listening to this music. Hated every minute of it. But then there was a black guy from America. He was like, if you want to give your heart to Jesus, come down and I'll pray with you. And I was like, I really love black people all of a sudden. This is really weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I, I like stood up and I was like, I think I want to do this whole Jesus thing. And then as I took a step forward, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Jesus doesn't love people like you. You're too dirty. You've done too many bad things. You're not allowed to go into heaven. Yeah. And uh, I I actually walked out. But as I walked out, um, a little, a young Australian girl grabbed me and said, I have a a gift for you from God. And I was like, what? She walked me over to this little table area and I picked up this book and it said level 27 and it was literally the 27 books of the New Testament Bible in my hands. And I real I almost hit her in the face. I was like, do you realize what this means? And she was like, ah, oh, no. And I was like, I have to read this stupid thing. God's real. And she was like, amen, brother. And I started like running down back towards the train. And I was like, God's real. You got to read the Bible. And they're all like, oh, mate, these Americans are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've only got a few minutes left. I Sorry. really want to, no, no, it's right, been great. It's I really want to hear what it is that you two have been doing together in ministry since you've, you know, okay, become so, one. So, so basically just on one day, you've got, you've gone from the kind of person who never commits to anything. You've committed to get married <laughs> and then you committed to the Lord, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> within days. Uh, that's, but that's yeah, the Holy Spirit working on you. Spirit, when when the Holy Spirit works, comes, yeah. uh, comes knocking, it changes your whole life. So, and what are you doing now? So that was that back then I was uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol, uh, been clean and sober for 10 years. Praise God. Um, and my wife and I now we are church planters, uh, together. She also works as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we have a plant, a church plant up at Raymond Terrace, mm-hmm. which is just north of here. Yeah, not far at all. Um, and we're currently building the church. Right now, we're kind of like the children of Israel. We meet in different locations from week to week. <laughs> yeah. um, so where is your cloud this, taking you this week? This week, we, we're meeting at our brother and sisters of Salvation Army Church. They mm-hmm. let us meet there sometimes. Sometimes we go to the Scout Hall. Sometimes we're at the Senior Citizen Hall. Yes. You never know, wherever the Lord leads. <laughs> How is it that your congregation finds out where to meet? Is it like a Facebook page that you all... Um, well, actually, that's kind of the beauty of it. Like, you got to really want to come to church to get to this church. <laughs> like, this one is... Uh, is it like a treasure hunt? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you set out... Where, who knows? You set out yeah. on Sabbath morning. You got to want it. Are we going? It's not an easy thing. You got to search for the Lord. So. <laughs> we kind of pre-warn them every, at the end of each Sabbath. We say church is going to be at this particular place. Unless it changes in the middle of the week. The and then it gets the a little wild. Kind of send a wild send some smoke signals to up through the. Yeah. Well, the Bible does say, "If you search for me with all, all your heart, heart. Yeah. <laughs> we put that into practice." Yeah. Yes. Yes. But um, we are currently building a building as well uh, that is, or renovating a building on the main street, forty-five William Street. Wow! Um, it's a juice bar mm-hmm. in the front, an op shop as well. Around the back is our church building as well with some meeting rooms and, and things like that. So God's really blessed. We got we got the building um, through an auction and, and we're just working our tails off mm-hmm. to get the mm-hmm. thing done. What's your what, what's your estimated uh, time of moving? Yeah. <laughs> I get that question a lot. Uh, 2018. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Praise <laughs> God. Praise God. That's awesome. Okay, so what's it been? Malvinus, what's it like for you being a pastor's wife this is probably not something that you predicted when you never, first ever. met I, Blake yeah I never ever he actually <laughs> wanted when when he then gave his heart to the Lord and he said I think I should be a pastor and I was like ah uh, no you don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's I was like, true no you didn't like, we've been saying no to this for a long time we have actually done ministry of our own before, previously but sure. since starting to do this church plant it's very challenging because there's like he, it takes a lot of his time, and it's a, it's a lot of hard work. I used to think my job was hard, but the ministry job is very hard, but also very rewarding mm-hmm. because you know mm-hmm. that there's the fruits that are coming off, and to be part of God's team is just always awesome. So. Yeah, well, they say that the most uh, three most challenging jobs in the world is head of state, head of a hospital, and church pastor. Well, I I can believe that. <laughs> so. She actually was like the head of a hospital I as was a, a nurse unit manager. So we, <laughs> yes. I have some stressful jobs means. there. So every time he comes up with a problem, I was like, "This is what I used to do." You can go like this and this when you're dealing with people. Yeah. I, I yeah. do that she, all the time. She's she's better at, at people, man. I, I'm I'm more of like relational, but sometimes she goes, uh, "No, you need to do this." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." Yeah, yeah. So God's called you guys together as a uh, ministry team, and it's such a wonderful example of you know how the Lord can lead you, you know, to a partner, to a ministry, just in life. Thank you so much for coming in, guys. Super appreciate your time today. We're actually going to listen to one of your songs, Melvinus. This is "Shall We Gather at the River." Did you know we're actually giving away one of your CD? today oh, yeah, yes so our quiz prize stay tuned cool. we'll be back right after the eight o'clock news